Welcome to the Evolve Pod, brought to you by Evolve Wellbeing Group. Hello and welcome everybody back to the Evolve Pod. This week I'm bringing you a guest who um, I've been trying to plan how to introduce him to this podcast and I couldn't find the right sort of words, phrases, etc. to really do justice to, to what this, this, this man has achieved and what he will continue to achieve. So I thought I'd introduce him by running through his CV of uh, some of the things he's achieved. So my guest today has ran, walked and cycled 10 million metres between 2009 to 2014. He's completed the Marathon des Sables in 2010. He's completed the Trans Europe Challenge, which is running from London to Rome. He ran with a stress fracture in his tibia. The Trans America Challenge, which is cycling, running, kayaking over 3,256 miles across America. A 200-kilometer run across the Amazon and a 240-kilometer run over the Rocky Mountains in the same year. In 2018, he joined a high-performance adventure race team to the primal quest in British Columbia, completing the 240-mile challenge in four days and five hours, despite suffering broken ribs, a bulging disc, and no feeling in his right arm and hand. There was also an attempt at Sweden's Kungsleden, a trail in Arctic Sweden, which was only stopped due to injury and complications with hypothermia. And during the first UK lockdown, this is ridiculous, he climbed his stairs at home, the equivalent of 2.3 times the height of Everest in seven and a half days. Now, that CV alone for anybody is quite comprehensive and quite um, incredible. But Alex was also diagnosed in 2008 with Parkinson's disease. He's got his biggest challenge coming up in, in 2022. Alex intends to be the first person with Parkinson's to climb Mount Everest. So I've kind of got goosebumps just reading all about that because a lot of that stuff really inspires me as an individual. And I know the listeners will get a lot of inspiration out there. But yeah, I mean, all of these challenges have been done to raise invaluable funds and awareness for Parkinson's charities and helping people and families live with the disease, as well as fund vital scientific research to help find a cure. So that's my little introduction. I kind of want to get into so much stuff with that, Alex. Alex, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Alex. How are yeah, you getting I'm... on today? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Great. I just want to, I want to, I want to, want to correct something. I'll go for it. Sorry. Yeah. Although absolutely. I climbed, although I climbed to 2.3 times the height of Everest, there's also a descent to 2.3 times the height of Everest. So it was 4.6 times the height of Everest in seven and a half days. That is kind of eye-watering for anybody, really. I mean, okay, let's start there. So everybody's stuck at home in lockdown. It's quite challenging in itself, uh, quite boring, potentially. And then how did you deal with the boredom of just going up and down the stairs? Well, I, I, I've seen all these people on the news turning around and saying, I'm going to run a marathon around my garden and I'm going to climb my stairs to the height of Everest. And I thought... Why don't I combine the two and do a vertical marathon, which is 2.3 times the height of Everest, thinking that it wouldn't be too much of a problem. Uh, <laughs> thinking I've, I've done marathons before, this will be fine. 220,000 steps later. And, you know, just the most unbelievable mental anguish in having to put up with the 
with the, with the same environment and same issues for, for for seven and a half days. That was a war of attrition against myself, basically. And yeah, it was it, it almost broke me. It was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. So all of the challenges that you've done and the places that you've been in, in the introduction that I gave, they're all cool places. They're inspiring places. They're beautiful places. They are challenging. They're ever-changing and they're unpredictable, which is part of the reasons why people like yourself get into these events. And it's you can draw inspiration from your environment, but a staircase going up and down however many times it took for seven and a half days, it doesn't change and it's not particularly inspiring. So it's, that is absolute testament to your mindset of setting yourself this challenge and, and, and getting it done. What did you use? Did you have photos on the wall to, to give you inspiration or did you just no. literally head down, get on with it? No, head down, get on with it. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm one of these. When I was a kid, my father used to say, you're a man of your word. You're only as good as a man is only as good as his word. Your word is your bond. And, you know, I guess that's stuck with me, I think. Absolutely. So I want to talk about inspiration. So, you know, where do you draw your inspiration from to achieve everything that you've achieved so far and everything that you want to achieve in the future? What is your driving force to to set yourself these challenges is one thing, to achieve them is, is, is another. What's the driving force behind you, Alex? The driving force is anger. Okay. Anger. Anger and hatred for the disease I have and the yeah. fact that it affects so many around the world and takes away a little piece of you every single day. You know, I have... I have... My sons, whom I want to prove to them that dad didn't give up. And also the fact that the youngest ever diagnosed was a two-year-old boy. And that makes me mad. The injustice of that is just phenomenal. And to think that that boy will go through the most unbelievable amount of bullying and misunderstanding and people will look upon him funnily because of the way he will walk and speak potentially, you know, just that, that makes me cry, you know? And if anything, that drives me harder to achieve my goal of raising awareness, raising funds from Parkinson's research and trying to make a difference to people's lives. And, show them that if Alex can get up the mountain or, or across the desert or whatever, then they can take on their challenge of maybe getting across their room that they can't get across or going out in public and, you know, walking like a robot. But we didn't ask for Parkinson's. Nobody asked for Parkinson's. Nobody asked for neurological disease. But when you've got it, you might as well accept it and use whatever methodology you've got to get through your day. Absolutely. I think, you know, if you look at anger as an emotion, it can, it's an, it's an emotion that we all have and we all feel. And somebody in your scenario could have 
you could have taken that anger and been completely destructive, completely, you know, ruinous. But actually, you've taken that emotion and you you're you're holding it to fuel something amazing and something incredible, which is an absolute inspiration to to so many people. You know, not not just the fact of the the methods in which you're fundraising and the things you're doing with your fundraising, but just showing people, you know, that you can stick two fingers up to to hardship and you can get on and you can help people and make changes to people. I'm really genuinely pleased to have you on the podcast just to to, to have this conversation about emotion and, and what drives you. That I'm really touched by that as as you can probably see, you know, and hear. Well thanks mate. It's it's great to be here. Well, it's brilliant. I love, I love it. I love this whole this whole concept of you know adversity and finding strength through adversity. That's that's what this podcast is is really about. I mean, I wanted to ask you: Do you think you know? I know a little bit about your personality. Do you think you would be doing these challenges had you not had the diagnosis of Parkinson's? I think I would be challenging myself normally because I've always been one to take things to extremes but I don't think I'd necessarily take it as far as I've gone so far you know do you think, do you think that's partly because of the like you know in your own words of the the anger and the hate that just keep fueling you to go bigger to go better to go stronger to, to raise this awareness and to you know to help alleviate the pressure on other people in your scenario I think it's along with the anger and the, the, the hate for the disease itself. And the, the, um, I think that my, my concern is that, you know, there are other generations coming along and I want them to be able to have the opportunity at some point in their lives to say, I used to have Parkinson's. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that to me is imperative. Yeah. And to get to that point, I've got to raise awareness. And me running marathon after marathon after marathon after marathon after marathon all gets a bit samey. It doesn't capture the imagination. It doesn't capture the attention. And where do you go when you've crossed a couple of continents? The old jungle, <laughs> a bunch yeah. of mountains. Yeah. You know, where do, where do you go? Well, you either row the Pacific, which is currently out of my my hands at the moment, or you try and scale the biggest mountain in the world. Well, that is something I really want to come on to. I'm going to park that just for a little minute, for a little while, because we've talked we've talked already a fair bit about what Parkinson's means to you. Can you tell us Can you tell us about Parkinson's and how it actually affects your your daily life um because then i want to kind of link that into what you know how does that affect the challenges that you do so yeah if you could just give us and the listeners just a little piece about you know about you know what parkinson's means as a disease for somebody who's who's who suffers from it okay well best to explain what parkinson's is yeah parkinson's is the deterioration and death of neurons in your brain that produce dopamine Dopamine helps you move. Dopamine helps you get from A to B, pick up a cup of coffee, whatever. And it's about rigidity. It's like slowly increasing, closing your body in concrete over many, 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 many years. 
And during this time, you'll lose your ability to do things that most people take for granted. Swallowing, speaking, writing, the whole gamut. You will lose. And quite frankly, I'm going to take that line down. I'm going to fight every damage of the way. And it's not going to take me without a fight. And that affects me more so now than it did in the early years. You have a honeymoon period of about five years with Parkinson's. And then it starts to ramp up. You know, I probably had this, if I look back on indicators that I didn't realize at the time were indicative of Parkinson's, I probably had this for over 20 years, you know, but I'm 14 years post-diagnosis almost. And I'm still doing what I do. And we'll give or take, give or take a, a lengthier time in the mornings for my pills to kick in and the rest of it. And occasionally walking like a robot and my leg getting dystonic, which is involuntary muscle contractions which causes my leg to stump over invisible boxes occasionally and slam my foot into the floor with my, to- my foot angled at a funny angle and my toes curled underneath my foot. You know, generally, it's, 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 it's okay. It's the most horrific thing to happen to me, but it's also conversely and perversely my greatest ally because it makes me push against it. It forces me to move. It forces me to get going. It forces me to keep moving. It forces me to make change happen because I can't stand it. But I'm not going to let it beat me or at least try, even if that might be futile. But I don't believe it is. No, I don't. I can't. I don't believe it is at all. I think, you know, with it, not with anything you know you can't like like you say you can't take it lying down you you confront it and you find ways to find the positives in in your scenario which i believe you really have all the money that you're raising your reasons to get up and go you're you sort of holding on to hatred and using that as a fuel driving yourself to get it you know get up and get on every day and like challenging yourself with what you and I perceive as some of these challenges as ridiculous is is testament to your the way you've kind of taken control of of the the, the one big thing that's really been put in front of you. I mean Parkinson's from what you've just said there it sounds you know the, the daily struggle you know just to get to a point where you can get up and start your day sounds sounds quite full on. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't really have the right words to kind of talk about it because I've never experienced anything like that. And I've obviously spoken to you a few times and I'm, I I get, I understand it a little bit more. But I'm still awestruck, really, that given what you've just said about how it affects you on a daily basis, I can't quite get my head around how you even get to a point where you can do these you know big physical endurance challenges it's incredible really what well, how, I'll, I'll be i'll be, I'll be honest yeah. and say it's getting harder every day yeah it's still, harder every day and i still do 
you still get up and do because it. Because I believe that there are people out there who are losing their self-worth, their self-confidence, yeah. and their ability to be part and parcel of society. You know, <clears throat> excuse my voice, but, you know, that, that also comes and goes because of Parkinson's. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I, w- I want to be clear to people listening to this, that you know, people with Parkinson's have skills. They are fundamentally individuals as well. We're not meant to be cotton wooled. We're not meant to be sat in a little on a little chair and left to do our own thing. You know, we want to be included. We want to be part and parcel. And the difficulty I have in getting work. Is unbelievable, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm effectively taking on the challenges that I'm taking on. I'm about to disappear off to the Caucasus Mountains to run across the Caucasus Mountains for 150 miles with everything on my back, and I'm banking on hopefully doing Everest. But how do I keep a roof over my head? That's another thing, you know. Because I go to an interview because I used to be a lawyer and I've got exceptional experience as a lawyer. And I was good. Still am good. But can I get through an interview without my right hand going bap, 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 bap on the table because I'm nervous and stress does affect Parkinson's? And every time, you know, you can see the the words go across the back of their eyes. What's wrong with this guy? Does he have a drink problem? Does he have a drug problem? What's wrong with this guy? And you say, I find myself saying, oh, you, you've noticed my Parkinson's. That doesn't bother me. I hope it doesn't bother you because it doesn't stop me from reaching my targets, achieving my obligations. I hope that's all right. And they say, Oh, no, it's no problem at all. We're an equal opportunities employer. And you never hear back. Or there's somebody more qualified than you. Because, and I'm going to say it, my impression is that people don't want to give people with Parkinson's and disability positions of employment because it gives them rights at the back end. Or you feel that you can't achieve. Well, quite frankly, that's that's bollocks. Mm. Well, this just this, this this strikes me as the uh, you know part part of the challenge, part of the 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 journey, part of the raising awareness, and part of it all all that you do. And again, this frustration and this anger that's fueling everything that you're doing. So the more we can talk about this, the more we can get it out there, and the more that we can normalise it, then the better for everybody. Both you know people suffering with Parkinson's and people who you know who, who don't know that much about Parkinson's but can kind of open their minds to it and open their their worlds to it I think that's a really powerful message there Alex um that it's not you know it's, it's not just a physical struggle it's the it's the daily struggles that that you, that you must have to put up with and I, again I appreciate your openness and your honesty on that when we look at when we look at your you know with all those things that that you've talked about so far all all the adversity that comes with Parkinson's disease when you start to plan expeditions and you plan these challenges you know what 
extra planning and considerations do you need for your for yourself and for those teams around you that are supporting you? I need to make sure that I've got medication. Yeah. You know, enough medication in backup in supply as well. I've got to basically have a team with me or that the people of the race that I'm doing understand what I need. You know, I don't look for any extra help because I don't, I'm not going to come first in any race or any event that I do, you know, because of what I have. So giving me assistance in, in, in basically understanding what I've got and allowing me to be able to do what I do doesn't give me any advantage. I think that's a better, I don't think I'm making myself very clear here, but, you know, planning, planning, planning for Everest, for example, I needed to find the right lead climber. And there are many celebrated climbers out there that, you know, quite frankly, have got an amazing record in getting to the top of Everest. But they're not the right people for me. And to find the right person, I had to, I had to rely on friends and acquaintances who were better informed. And I found the right guy, a guy called Krish. Now Krish has climbed K2 and Everest and a whole bunch of other mountains. Supremely experienced guy. What he does do is he's also taken people with disabilities up mountains. Now, I'm, I'm, I don't consider myself disabled. I think I consider myself I think I consider myself, I'm trying to think of the word, the right word. I think I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to have had the opportunity to meet Krish and have his support and his agreement and his enthusiasm to get up Everest and set this, set this flag out that says Parkinson's and disability is not a barrier to achieving your goals and dreams. And I think that that, that to me has been something that I've needed to consider is finding the right people to get and be, be part of my team and surround myself with people who are positive because it's also easy to, to Doubt oneself. I mean, I'm not. I'm not unlike anybody else. I do have my doubting days. I do have my worries. I worry about being able to fund my Everest, a challenge, and I've doubted my abilities to be able to go across America. But I did. You know, it's human to question your abilities. But it's also important to be able to start, start putting one foot in front of the other and give it a go and push those boundaries 
and really try and make that difference. And my medication is kicking in and I'm going like an eight-legged octopus at the moment. Yeah, so it's all good. See my hands. Yeah. That's the I, I I'm I'm a, I'm that when you said blessed with the opportunity was not what I was expecting you to say at that point. But um the way you talk about it there with finding Krish and having that opportunity with someone that you you trust to do something absolutely huge to get get to the top of Everest for anybody is massive. So to find to, to be I'm really excited from the outside looking in to see how this dynamic between you and Chris really works to get you to the top of the mountain ne- next year to, to the top of Everest. But like you say, it's the opportunity and belief and also nerves and stress that make these challenges what they are and coming out of your comfort zone and challenging yourself and being an absolute beacon to everybody that if you put your mind to something, you challenge yourself and you create the right team around you, ridiculous things are possible and Absolutely. brilliant and inspiring. Oh, it's such a, such a cool, strong, strong message. How did the Everest thing come about? What was your, you sort of touched on it before about almost running out of challenges. Was it kind of like, okay, well, this is the next next logical step? Well, I, I kind of, I'd thought about it and I'd, I'd said I met Krish and I met a number of other people at the same point in time. They were all enthused about my ability to be able to do it. And and I was questioning that. And they said, no, we think you, you definitely can do it. You can definitely do it. You know, and I said, OK. And I then so, sort of decided to test myself on my stairs. And pull out an epic 2.3 times the height of Everest (laughs) descent up the stairs. And I thought to myself, if I can do that, then I I think I can do it. You said uh, said the stair challenge was one of the hardest things you've ever done in, 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 in your life. Do you think the real challenge of Everest actually on Everest will be harder. Yeah, immensely harder. I, even, I, expect even, it, I expect it to be harder because of the altitude, not because of the, the fact that I don't believe altitude will be a problem for me. Mm. But I think that lack of oxygen, thinness of air, having to work with oxygen tanks, like breathing through a straw, yeah. Going up a mountain that where the weather can change and there are risks inherent in going up this mountain that we all know about. Mm-hmm. You know. Do you think they all those things you just listed there they strike me as the type of things that make you feel alive? Or anybody make, make I think it will make anybody alive. feel alive, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that life is important, that we, we, life is important. Living a good life is important. Living a good life that challenges you, that pushes you beyond that which you thought was possible. You know, to live a life that's unique and fantastic 
is some uh, is an opportunity that we all have in some shape or form, however that may present itself. You know, sometimes it's with more adverse circumstances than other people may have, but, you know, that's the way of the world. I believe you're given the opportunities that you can handle. How you operate and, and get past those impasses and those challenges is is down to you. And you either seize the opportunities and take them as far as you can go, or you don't. And if you don't, you're going to stay in the same place. You're going to stay in the same rut. And to have the opportunity to change, to evolve, to learn, to grow, to adapt, because that's what you need to do after a while with Parkinson's. And I think that happens to be the same in business or any other circumstance that people are in. You know, there isn't just one way to skin a cat. There are multiple ways to be able to get to where you want to be. And you need to be able to be open to receiving that opportunity or that inspiration to be able to adapt yourself to your circumstances and achieve. So, yeah. Wow. Some incredibly wise words that we can all take and learn from and you know, remind ourselves of why it's important to challenge ourselves. You know, we don't, I've said this before in this podcast, I think we don't, we don't have to challenge yourselves or ourselves with huge, ridiculous challenges. You know, for some people, like Alex said earlier, some some people might be struggling to get up and get across the room that, and that can be their Everest. But, you know, Alex, having people like you out there doing what you do and inspiring people just grab life by the balls and just go for it is i really really commend you on everything you do and it's, it's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast talking about this it's really powerful um a topic that we've sort of um touched upon but I, I, it's something that i i'm always quite interested in um when you were so 2008 you said you've kind of looking back on reflection you 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 feel like you probably had the early signs of parkinson's before 2008 but actually in 2008 was when the disease was officially diagnosed i mean how did you deal with that and how did that make you feel initially i know it's brought up these things of of, of these emotions of anger and frustration and, and hatred but at the time how did that manifest in you If I'm honest, I didn't deal with it. I went into a dark place. I went into a a hole in my in my spirit, in my my mood, my 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 being in, in itself. It just weighed upon me. And I didn't understand why this had happened to me, why this had happened to my family, why my children have to watch their father slowly deteriorate. You know, why, why, why would, why would my maker 
give this opportunity to me in the way that he has. You know, I'm not a really religious, massively religious person, but it does make you wonder, you know. And it was my kids that got me out of it. You know, I'd spent months being the most grumpy bastard in the world and snapping at everybody and being almost automotive in my approach to my work. I'd get in, I'd just, just do the thing, check the people, check the contracts, do the paperwork, just interact with people, but there would always be this barrier there, this invisible barrier. And I just couldn't break through it. And it was my kids that reached through and pulled me out. They said, you know, you're, you're okay, Daddy. We love you, Daddy. It's going to be all right, Dad. You know? And I thought to myself, if I don't help myself, I can't help them. If I can't help them, I can't help others. I can't make change happen unless it comes from myself. So I'm not making light of the situation I was in. I had low mood, I had depression. And quite honestly, that takes time to come, get over, and it did take time. There was a lot of self-doubt, and there still is to an extent which I think keeps me grounded and keeps me humble, you know, because I don't, I don't take anything for granted. I have been truly lucky in getting to do what I do to help other people. And, you know, realizing that I can take the negativity, the hate, the anger, the the, the, the sheer bile that I've got for this, the, against this disease, and push it through a metaphorical sieve and pull out positivity and prove to people that we are more than just a diagnosis. That to me has been an opportunity that I never saw coming. But I will, I will grab, I've grabbed hold of it and I've taken it and it's still taking me for a journey that, an adventure that I could have never, never foreseen. So I'm, I'm very lucky. It's amazing. I really like that metaphorical sieve idea. Uh, I think more people need it. Yeah, pushing all the pushing the scenario in, dragging out what you need from the other side. Really like that. I'm definitely going to take that away from for myself. Um, well, Alex, I mean, this is this has been a really, really incredibly powerful episode of the Evolve Pod. You know, for for me personally, I'm sure the listeners will will, will agree. Um, obviously what you're doing is 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 raising vital funds for for parkinson's to help you know people who are suffering with parkinson's and also to help research into finding that that cure where can people 
donate where can people follow where can people find out more about you i mean i'll include all of this in the pod notes but obviously you know let people know how to get how to get in touch how to and how to sponsor well if they want to sponsor and join me virtually i guess on my everest challenge because i'm not just climbing one mountain i'm climbing four mountains i'm climbing mont blanc mirror peak and then himlo to gain that altitude experience before going on to everest in next april and hopefully climbing the mountain but i can't do it on my own i can't afford to do it on my own and i need other people to help me get up there and if people want to help me and prove that we are we can all be exceptional and that as i say disability is not a barrier to being incredibly to, to to it's not a barrier to being able to achieve your goals and dreams then they can go to my website alex flynn a l e x f l y w n .co.uk and they can read up about what i'm doing what i have done there's a big red button on there if they want to help go to my GoFundMe page. But if they, if they just want to donate to the charities, there are many charities out there that are very worthy. Parkinson's Foundation, Parkinson's UK, European Parkinson's Society, um, Michael J. Fox Foundation, Brian Grant Foundation, you know, just Dave Finney Foundation. You know, Parkinson's Canada. List goes on. We're all in it. We're all on the same side. We all want a cure. But I would support Parkinson's UK and Parkinson's Foundation because they've got together, pulled together a, a, a virtual biotech to speed up the creation of treatments that, that, to happen in years, not decades. And why that's important to people like me with neurological disease is because we don't have decades. You know, we have years. And that's a, that's a sobering thought. I'm just, but in the meantime, I'm just grateful for the opportunity of being on your podcast today and Great to see you smiling face. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I want to trump you by saying I'm probably more grateful for you coming onto my podcast today because this has really uh, hit home for me personally about the scenario that you, you are in. It's hit home about the, um, the sort of extremes of what you and thousands of other people have to live through. Um, on a daily basis but it's also hit home about the incredible achievements that you've done and what you've got upcoming and I, I, I would like to you know on behalf of everybody involved with and, and who listens to the Evolve pod I want to wish you the very best in your in your big mountain challenges you know it's going to be tough it's going to be hard it's going to be cold oh, yeah. it's going to be dark it's going to be challenging in ways that <laughs> most of us will may never experience but 
if anyone can do it, Alex, I think you're, you've got a good shot. <laughs> well, and with, with the right team around you, the, the determination that you've shown, you know, take that hatred, funnel it, tune it in, and you can do this, mate. You've got you've got backing from everybody, everybody, and I think a lot of the listeners will get on get on your website and, and donate and help to get you there. Well, you know, one step at a time, I'll get there. Yeah, and we'll get there. Absolutely, believe in you, mate. Absolutely. Well, look, thanks very much, Alex, for coming on. I thanks, wow. I really I appreciate it, mate. Yeah, mate, you're more than welcome. And what a powerful episode of the Evolve Pod. Uh, yeah, I think um, we can all take some absolute strength from from what Alex has said, and and some really strong words from the heart that we can all take and 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 use to improve ourselves, to keep challenging ourselves, to keep becoming the best versions of ourselves and to keep inspiring other people. So thanks to to all the listeners. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back in a couple of weeks with some more awesome content for you. So take care, everybody. 